Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Oh man, Friday, you guys. I don't know what that means for you. Is it the beginning of your work weekend? Is it the end of your week? Are you in traffic? Uh, I don't know. Call me. Let me know what's going on. How are you feeling this Friday before we head into this weekend before the election on Tuesday? People are uh, some people are, are messaging me. Uh, they're having trouble sleeping. Some people are feeling energized by what they're hearing around the country uh, in some local races. So give me a call. And let me know what you think, because I I'm cautiously optimistic about some races, uh, especially looking at some of the numbers coming out of Wisconsin, in particular with young voters. Uh, earlier this, in the uh, fall, we talked to Dan Schaefer from the Recombobulation area, and he was talking about this poll reflecting young voters leaning toward Ron Johnson, and those numbers have changed. And he's uh, tweeting about it. So if you want to take a look at his Twitter account, uh, he's talking about how they're trying to figure out why this considerable shift towards Mandela Barnes. And uh, perhaps it's that uh, younger voters weren't engaged earlier. Maybe, you know, those of us who talk politics all the time or, you know, have been voting our whole lives, maybe these kids are just like, oh, you know, uh, Obama was in town in Milwaukee and I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. I'm seeing all these ads or we're having conversation in class. Anyway, young voters are now leaning in Wisconsin toward, especially in the Milwaukee area, toward Mandela Barnes. And uh, that's given us hope. And there are numbers showing that Governor Evers might be uh, struggling a little bit. The polling shows that, he, and I, you know, I know we shouldn't even be talking about polling, but it, sometimes it's it's the best we can do. It's so hard because a lot of folks don't have landlines anymore. Some people don't answer their phones uh, when they don't recognize the phone number. I don't anymore. I used to be. Uh, I used to answer my phone regardless of, unless it's an unknown or incom- incoming spam. Uh, so obviously I do not answer those. But I, I used to answer the phone no matter what. Uh, it's just I don't know. For me, I'm like, ooh, let's see. It's that Dorothy Parker line. Let's see what fresh hell this will be. And uh, so I'd answer the phone, and my husband really it bothered him so much. He's like, you don't know who's calling you. If it's important, they will leave you a message. I'm still a talker, folks. I'm still somebody who will uh, call people and, and have a conversation. I'm trying to get better because I know most people prefer a text. I can tell sometimes on the phone, the tone of their voice tells me this could have been a text. So I try to be better about that, but I'm a talker. I know it's hard to believe. Speaking of which, I want to thank uh, the Midwest Easter Seals for uh, inviting me to participate in their conference. They had a uh, conference online today and yesterday, an incredible event. And I believe that all of the speakers, all, all of our presentations are still up. And you can, I think you can just join. Uh, let me see if I can find what that information is, because I learned a lot from several speakers today. And it was really wonderful to join this group. They invited me to be their keynote speaker. It is a little strange to do stand-up comedy. Uh, essentially to my own face because uh, they didn't have like any microphones on for me to hear anybody laughing. Uh, at one point, I'm like, I don't even, honestly, I don't even know if anybody is out there. Kind of like being here sometimes, uh, except that I have the joy of hanging out with Lady B and seeing your calls and texts coming in. So you can call 773-763-9278 is the number to join our conversation. Or you can text as well and join the conversation that way, 773-763-WC. 
CPT. And of course, we want to thank our friends from Monaco Brewing for their sponsorship and making these conversations possible. And I want to thank all of our friends. I haven't had a chance to say hi as much this week to our friends watching on our Facebook live stream. I encourage you to join the conversation there. Although, where are these some of these trolls coming from? I think because we're getting more viewers on the Facebook live stream. Or maybe some Republicans are panicking and just finding any place they can go to get angry at somebody. Uh, you know, I don't know how. I, I mean, they, Elon Musk has certainly made uh, Twitter a free for all. Uh, I, <laughs> I try to follow some of what's going on there. I will be honest with you. I have always uh, struggled uh, a little bit with Twitter. One, uh, as someone who talks a lot, trying to condense all of my thoughts into what is it, 150 characters? I don't even know. But uh, I always have struggled with that as a platform for communicating, whether it's uh, having conversations about politics or making jokes, because a lot of comics are wonderful at uh, both, really. Actually, if you follow Lori Kilmartin, she's a former writer for Conan O'Brien and uh, has been on this show and an incredible stand-up. Follow her account. That's If I could emulate somebody, it would be Lori Kilmartin. She's got some dark humor. She's got some political humor. She's got all-around uh, great sense of humor. So follow her account. And uh, as well as I said, Dan Schaefer. So those are a couple of Twitter accounts. If you still want to stay on Twitter, I will not be uh, paying for my blue check. I am verified on Twitter only because I did a uh, documentary on the Oprah Winfrey Network. So their PR team essentially uh, blue checked all the comedians that they had on uh, My Life is a Joke, uh, which I think aired in 2012. And so that's the only reason I have a blue check. Otherwise, I don't think there'd be any reason for me to have a blue check. And essentially, the point of the blue check has been that you are who you say you are, uh, you know, f- especially when it comes to journalists, that these are folks that uh, have been vetted. Uh, that's something that I would hope they would continue in that vein. I think that uh, legitimate journalists should continue to have a blue check as somebody who's not a bot, uh, somebody who doesn't have an, maybe an agenda, uh, things like that. So I was talking to a judge yesterday. Uh, went out to uh, one of my favorite joints in the neighborhood, went to Vaughn's. I'm not going to tell you which judge, but I will assure you that it's not a judge that has been on this show because they do want to protect uh, well how they think about things. Uh, they don't want to affect uh, anyone's impression of them. Many of the judges, all the judges we have on this show are very good about that, but they want to go the extra step of not giving this impression uh, of not being uh, you know, unbiased. And so... They were telling me, uh, one, about how much the courts have changed during uh, because of the pandemic and how much being able to conduct cases and court uh, with te- with teleconferencing and Zoom has a, for, has a lot of pros. And they will – it sounds like they're going to be keeping that. Imagine how much easier it is to contest a ticket or file – you know, whether it's small claims or other, other cases that can be online. You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to struggle in traffic. You can get it done. And they said that it's it's been beneficial to a lot of folks. But the other thing they were telling me is during the pandemic, they were also doing uh, – they were doing uh, like teleconferencing, doing seminars. And they had done – essentially a a breakdown of what has happened to our judicial system and how much harm has been done to our Supreme Court. And the biggest threat to our democracy is the fact that President Reagan turned over vetting and selecting Supreme Court justices to the Federalist Society. And we've talked about that. And they were telling me, uh, in particular, I asked if they knew who Mark Paoletta was, and and they said uh, that would be one of the most dangerous people that has had an impact negatively on our Supreme Court. They were the ones that uh, brought us and drove through Clarence Thomas 
and Sam Alito, actually all of them, all of the judges we now have on the bench are because Mark Paoletta uh, was the one that, that pushed them through, uh, helped them through their their mock testimony for the hearings, uh, told them how to say things in ways that would convince uh, the committee doing the hearings for Supreme Court appointments that, uh, yes, the, it's, it's precedent. I, I support precedent. I'm not going to change anything. And this uh, judge was telling me that, on the other hand, I asked, what, what could Democrats have done differently? Should we have been as ruthless and involved in so much misinformation and power-thirsty uh, uh, behavior? And they said that Democrats, while we do have a lot of issues and uh, as far as how, what we focus on, uh, that we have done a pretty good job because that's who we are. We do we stick to our values. We, for the most part, we know that there are Democrats that are willing to do anything at all costs to hold and maintain power. Uh, that for the most part, we have done the best that we could in the light of what re- Republicans, the GOP, the Federal Society, the billionaires who have manipulated our elections by pouring, what is it now? Jonas Bezito just tweeted about this, uh, over $880 million into races all over the country. People like Uline and Ken Griffin and the, uh, the by the time we are done on Tuesday, it will be a billion dollars. And that the increase, I think, is about 200 percent since Citizens United uh, was decided by the Supreme Court. Again, uh, a, a right leaning uh, decision. Anyway, that was a really insightful conversation that I had with this judge. Uh, so I, I was uh, really grateful for their thoughts. Uh, and, you know, we've, we've talked about this. Should we be uh, as you know, nasty, but, but we that's the whole point, right? That's the whole point of facts matter. That's, you know, and, and you can call and argue uh, about, you know, the these anecdotal stories, uh, but at the end of the day, and I hate saying that, uh, when, when push comes to shove, <laughs> we don't like to shove or push. We prefer to get the work done, focus on policy. Uh, you look, when you look at the, the kind of work that AOC does, you can, you know, moan about her glitz and gra- glamour, but she uses her platform and if she if it's if it's beauty or her articulation of the way things can be and what the work we need to do uh, i think that she does a masterful job and uh, there's somebody who's been very successful on twitter let's take a break here we've got uh, the phones are lighting up jim and dave i'll take your calls as soon as we come back 773-763-9278 is the number to call to join our conversation uh, no, not all the judges. Uh, the three, uh, even the three on our side. No, because look, the 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 three that are remaining, right? From uh, let's see, Sotomayor, uh, uh, Sotomayor. Oh my gosh, I'm struggling right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to know all the judges, and now I'm like, my brain is fried. No, the judges that were uh, under Obama. Do we have any left from under Clinton? Steve, uh, sweetie, will you please uh, text me the names of the uh, the judges that were. Um, that lean more left or at least follow more the law of the land and don't say, well, abortion's never mentioned in the Constitution, and therefore uh, women don't deserve that protection. More after this on WCPT 820. It's the Heartland Signal, and we are driving it home. Why can't I think of more judges? My brain. I need a nap. The Hal Sparks Radio Program. Grandpa's just rage tweeting, and Ivanka's not calling right now and saying, Dad, what are you writing? You can't write somebody as a death wish. You know what I mean? Nobody's even bothering to have that conversation anymore, which is in many ways a good sign. It means that they're not expecting anything from him. They've had conversations with him. They know he's not running. They know this is a bluff. Hal Sparks, Saturdays from 11 to 1 on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk. 
You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Thank you, 773. It was bothering me. I was like, I know. I was like, because when I was on the air, I thought, it's Elena Kagan and, of course, Katanji Jackson Brown uh, are the three. Is it just three now? See, this is why. I, that's why I'm probably like it doesn't even because it feels like it doesn't. Okay, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get uh, negative, but it, sometimes it feels like it just doesn't matter uh, how many we have and who they are, and that shouldn't be the focus, right? Uh, because there are still incredible arguments coming from the uh, side of the bench that that still brings reason and balance to the the bench. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind? Hi, Terry. Uh, uh, racism in politics, the, the Republicans have been beating us over the head for years. Let me get a quick story. My best pal, we were in supper, but we were altar boys together, locked up many times together, hilarious nights in jail. We we escaped the bus, six barroom balls, and we snuck out in time. <laughs> anyway, he was electric. He was electric when he was twenty one. Oh no! And, you know, anyway, but he had a long and he had a strange thing about going another story where he actually visited me that morning. I was at Lakeshore Drive. And he came to me, and I said, Jesus, it's the only friend, it was just my closest friend, and his whole name came, even his middle initial. And I got back to my grandmother's house, and I got a phone call from my mother, she says, I got bad news. And my mother got a phone, she said, I got really bad news. Manny got electrocuted this morning. Oh. So I, you know, he visited me that morning. Anyway, his funeral, he had a long, long funeral, as you can imagine. But I lingered afterwards, it was dusk. Uh, three cars with black guys were in the car, young guys. They, they peeled rubber up and down his grave. It's like a 21-gun salute to him. Mm. Wow. And, uh, but that's the kind of guy he was. But racism has no place in politics. I mean, they, they've beaten us over the head with this too long. And anyway, Patty, yeah. I just, you know, got my fingers crossed. And you have a great weekend. You too. All right, Jim. All right. <laughs> I know I'll be tipping a couple back over the weekend. Let me get to Ken. Hey, Ken, what's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Patty. I, I was trying to uh, do some research this morning uh, to write a letter, and I couldn't pull it all together, but I thought I would mention this website that I discovered, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority. It's icjia.illinois.gov. Okay, hold on a second. And it's... I see... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I see... Dot Illinois.gov, and then uh, slash Arrest Explorer. Okay. And they have all the data for the last 20 years on arrests. And once you figure out how to get around the uh, website, you can see the numbers of arrests for each of about 30 categories of crime. Okay. And... Um, what I was hoping to do with this, and I just couldn't pull it together, so I'm hoping one of your listeners can, can uh, do the job I couldn't do, which was to, to show what people are being arrested for and that 
you know, 30% of it is motor vehicle offenses. And uh, like 14% is drugs offenses. And it's pretty, through, uh, you know, it's like half of 1% is homicide arrests. Okay. <clears throat> so um, just in terms of that, uh, the, the crime uh, fear that the Republicans are trying to spread, uh, I, I think... Well, one thing is you see it was like 348,000. This is the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. 348,000 arrests in 2001. It peaked around 380 in 2005. And then it steadily came down until 2019. It was 241. And then during the two years of the pandemic, it went down in a half of that because there just weren't arrests being made. Yeah, that's wild. I had no idea. Yeah, arrests are coming down. Anyway, the, the main thing is to look at that. And I, this um, ICJIA, it's a, a state agency that was formed in 1983 under Governor Thompson, who was a Republican. Um, and it's an you know it's our it's our tax dollars giving us information that's actually real information. Mm. Well, that's, I appreciate that. And, and the other thing, too, is I rarely ever hear conservatives or those, those that want to fear monger ever talking about the white crimes and, and the impact that has not only on. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Right. That's not even on this. No, that's, that's <laughs> well, the thing is like here, here, like, like there's a there's a study that essentially the lowball estimate of the impact of white collar crimes on its victims places damages at get this over three hundred billion dollars annually compared to the sixteen billion that street crime costs. Yeah. And and these guys, I, yeah, and they and they were like, oh, that, yeah, go ahead. That realization is starting to dawn on people. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen in the next few days. <laughs> But what could happen in the next few days is if somebody could somehow get the word out there that um, it's not like uh, um, it's all going to be arsonists and, and murderers right. out on the street. Right. That's exactly. I mean, we have these these true criminals uh, out there and, you know, there's this fear mongering about, oh, the IRS is hiring 87,000 officers. Yeah. To go after people who are putting their money in accounts illegally and making passive income off of it and and going untouched. These billionaires and millionaires. Yep. All right. Thank well, you. Uh, Thank you for that information about this uh, website. I'm, yeah, uh, I hope somebody can can do something with it. It was over my head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> of, I know the of, feeling. Uh, All right. it into a letter. Got. I, I could understand the information, but I couldn't quite pull it together. No worries. We'll we'll see if someone wants to take a look at that. Tell folks again. It was I. Go ahead. I C J I A. dot Illinois. dot gov slash forward slash arrest. Explorer. Excellent. Thank you so much for that information. Thank you, Ken. Have a great weekend. All right. Take care. Of course. Bye-bye. Let's get to Dave in Hoffman Estates. What's on your mind, Dave? Hey, Patty. Talking about polls, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what kind of done in Hillary that time in 2016, where she kind of read into it, you know, the poll scene. She was way ahead. Don't know what they were telling her, but like heard somebody Last night, and said something so true that that he said where these uh, Republicans 
we have these polls where they're either very close or they're showing them way ahead, these results, you know, these inflated in a sense. So then when the when the truth comes out and then they lose and then they turn around and say that it was fraud, it's all fraud, you know, that, uh, yep. you know, that, and, um, hey, why not? They get it from their um, <laughs> their puppet master. I mean, he's the same one that overinflates value of homes and land and whatnot and crowd size, you name it, you know, even his hands, you know, <laughs> that uh, they're bigger. But um, thinking back when, um, oh, my God, when um, Scott Walker was doing that, when they had that recall, and mm-hmm. there was then, you know, this guy, John Nichols in the nation, I believe it was, and Dick Kay, and then late Dick Kay and Ed Schultz, and this caller, Pat, I believe all, you know, they're you know, bless their soul, but. They were all giddy at the time. It showed uh, that all these people were signing up, registering the vote, and thinking it was going to just be a blue wave. You know, they, and I said to Dick at the time, I said, "You can't believe that every one of these people signing up was a Democrat." And and I told him, I said, when I was up riding in some of these back areas of Wisconsin, they had at the time they said, "We back our governor," and you know, blah blah blah. There was nothing for whoever. They were gonna put in his place. Yes. And I said, I, you know, I said I'm not an official pollster, but uh, from what I could just see with you know my eyes, I, I don't think he's gonna be recalled. And he said, Well, we'll see. Right. We did. And yeah. That, and the same thing happened with Trump, and the same thing we were riding outside of back roads there towards Iowa, and the same thing. You know, when the only time we seen Hillary stuff, and that was over when you get around the college town and stuff, but all through. So other areas, it was, you know, Trump, 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 you know. It's like, geez, I think this might win, too. You know, it's just... Yeah, I, I feel the oh. same way. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to get comfortable. I'm not trusting any of the polls. All I can do is do the work and uh, see where things shake out. Uh, you know, I'll be out campaigning and uh, door knocking, uh, canvassing for a couple of candidates this weekend, including our friend Mary Beth Canty out in the uh, Arlington Park Park area. Probably, I'm going to go out and do some door knocking for uh, J- Judge Mary Kay O'Brien for her Supreme Court race. Uh, we're going to talk in a few moments to uh, to Neil Jackson, who's running for uh, Metropolitan Water Reclamation Department, and uh, you know the. The best we can do is, uh, is you know, get the work done, and then it's uh, not in our hands anymore, right? Yeah. Maybe it's been too much of a poll overload, and people go, well, they're yeah. going to have it beat anyway. You know, and that's what hurt, too, back in 16. You know? They're yeah. They're go. You know? exactly. Anyway, let me clear off. Oh, yeah, thank you so weekend. much. You, too. Happy Friday. Be well. Be you, too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Let's get to Bear, to Mary in Kenosha. Mary, uh, I, what, can we, what can we do to help? Hi, Mary. Oh, I... Telling hi, I was telling Lady B that I'm a nervous rock. I know. Me too. Me too. I'm trying not to. Uh huh. I voted early, and I was surprised because I wasn't expecting a referendum on the ballot. Oh, what was your referendum? Um, a referendum basically said that it was yes or no vote. Should we make Wisconsin a Second Amendment sanctuary state? Oh, and that scares me to death because I have two neighbors, one that's to the west of me and one that's to the north of me, that have decided that it's perfectly fine to shoot a gun in city limits and be hunting on their property. And uh, even though, uh, you know, it's not deer hunting season yet and, and all this other stuff, and I'm just waiting for bullets to come through my house. 
So, oh, that is, you know. I, I, it's a, uh, it is scary for folks who are wondering what is a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Uh, so this was in a backlash to to gun safety laws. Gun rights extremists across the country are uh, declaring that, that state gun safety laws don't apply in their communities, and uh, some localities are going so far as to pass res- resolutions declaring that they will refuse to enforce and dedicate tax funded resources to the implementation of state gun safety measures in other places like Texas, uh, where they have they are a Second Amendment sanctuary state, prohibits Texas agencies from assisting the federal government in enforcing federal gun laws passed after January 19th. Wow. Yeah. Oh, scary stuff. that is scary stuff. Crud. I had no idea that was on the ballot for you guys. Or if I did, I chose I, to forget I, it. <laughs> I I had no idea either when I like looked earlier to see what was on my ballot. They didn't mention this, and I know Evers was trying to get, you know, something to update the 1850 abortion law, and they gaveled in and out because you know the Republicans have gerrymandered the state, and they don't even have town halls or show up to town halls to like listen to us and our opinions, and and so this was a surprise when I saw the referendum, and I'm like. I'm just scared because I don't know what my neighbors are going to do for voting on that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I don't blame you. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And I I, uh, I know that folks are doing a lot of work trying to get the vote out in your area. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that we can uh, get hold some ground in a lot of these areas. And uh, I'm sorry about that that referendum on your ballot. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Deep breathing. Meditate. There's a lot of great uh, there's a lot of great meditation apps uh, or even if you go to YouTube and look for calm meditations, do you can do a five minute. I'm not kidding. Like regulating your breathing. There's something that go out for a walk. I went out for a five mile walk today. So I'm with you. I am. I am a pile of nerves as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, well, I f- uh, yeah, no, just uh, check in with yourself. And if you uh, partake, uh, sip a glass of wine or something to relax to or, or whiskey or, or Monaco beer. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, the other thing, Mary, is join us at uh, at 630. Do you do Facebook at all? Um, I only do it every now and then. Well, if you if you if if you're so inclined, at at six thirty, I have a online show called Whiskey and a Cookie with a, a lot of like minded folks. Uh, at six thirty, we go live on the Patty Vasquez show page on Facebook, and uh, and we all kind of will will vent, and uh, you can join. There's a whole community of people that you can also join in conversation on that thread too. It's a lot of fun. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. Have have a have a, a as peaceful and stress free weekend as you can. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right. Take care. Thank okay. you. Bye. Hey, Lady B. Uh, I just uh, got a te- I just got a text from uh, Tennille. She's gonna need a few moments. She's wrapping up. So I I, could, I don't know what my text isn't going through to you. It's my phone, not yours. Uh, so my apologies. Let me get traffic in just a moment on WCPT. Driving it home with me, Patty Vasquez. Information is power. Stay informed to know what's going on. Staying informed gives me the power of knowledge. I wake up. I need to know what happened. I turn on the radio. Because information is power. WCPT 820. Where facts matter. Chicago's progressive talk. WCPT 820. Where facts matter. You want facts to matter? Want to hear some truth? Get your lazy ass down through the voting booth and vote. Justice on the Supreme Court. Oh, Lifetime appointments, they ain't short. Oh, Want women to control their own body. Oh, 
president, not John Gotti. Well, the clear separation of church and state, it don't come free f***ers, work is a pay. Okay, here's the thing about that song is that Steve Goody is an incredibly clean comic and basically everything that's going on has forced him to swear and then bleep himself. Uh, we are joined right now by Tennille Jackson, who's running for Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. And I know that you're out busy, so I'm glad that we were able to get you on the phone and uh, have a quick conversation. How's it going, Tennille? It is great, Patty. Thank you so much for bringing me back. I really appreciate it. Well, I really loved our conversation. And I, you know, look, we need we need more voices uh, in our elected spaces uh, and your background as an international award winning author. Uh, you've done not only uh, self-help and children's books. Uh, this is something that I think people need to understand what the role of the, the folks on the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District do. And, and a lot of that is going to be telling the story of the age. Agency. And so tell folks a little bit about how the campaigning is going and what you're hearing from folks when you talk about your candidacy. Absolutely. So it's going great now. If, if I'm just being really honest, Patty, like this moment of the campaign is probably was the most rewarding thus far. Because, you know, as you know, when you're putting together all of this stuff, you have to get in the community. You have to talk to the different people. And so initially it was all about really educating them about the MWRD. Because as we stated before, a lot of people had never even heard of the MWRD and they were confusing it with the war company, you know, yeah. and so a lot of my <laughs> campaign has really been about educating folks, and so now we are in the early voting stages, and so when I get so many people that either hit me in the inbox or text me or call or post on my social media that say, hey, I voted for you, like, that's really where we are right now, because we are literally, like, four days down to election day, and so it's really, I'm so glad that you bring out the part of how important it is to engage with the community because some of the um, the obstacles that I was meeting initially was people would look and say, oh, well, you don't have a degree in waterology or you're not a chemist or you're not a scientist. And what I would explain to them is that we have plenty of those that's already existing on the board. What we need is to be able to bring in some people who are not afraid to interact with the community, people who are going to actually talk about what the MWRD is doing and how we can get our residents involved in helping to protect the waterways, right? Because if we're honest, this probably isn't the most uh, interesting story or interesting job description. And so I personally think that having someone who specializes in writing a story, who knows how to communicate via not just words, you know, but also talking to the community, that is what's needed to help get more people involved. I agree. And here's the thing. Folks are going to see the names uh, under Metropolitan. There's, there's two categories for Metropolitan Water Reclamation Department and a district. It's a district, right? That's the D. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see two yeah. names and people are going to be like, oh, I don't know, the Green Party. But you, you guys, look, the Green Party reflect the values that we hold dear. They simply are not funded by corporations. They are grassroots uh, and they are out there yeah. fighting uh, the, the the good fight for environ, environmentalism. They're advocates for social justice, the nonviolent resistors who really can have an impact. And this is what we often talk about is things have to change. And the candidate that she's running against is a machine politician who's being being put there by
by his friends who are trying to build an empire and just ha- have expand their hold on our local politics. This is one where you can have an impact by voting for for Tennille Jackson. I just want to put that out there, Tennille. I'm not. Thank you so much, <laughs> Patty. Thank you so much because here's the thing. Like you said, a lot of times what will happen is when you have a particular uh, party, they want to call. They want to have a monopoly, right? Yes. Where it's just all them all the time. And whereas I'm not saying. Anything negative against my opponent, what I am going to say I will. is that there is nothing wrong with ha- <laughs> But I'm going to say that there is nothing wrong with having another color, okay? You don't just have to have blue. You can have green, right? Like, we want to actually think about what's good for our economy. And when you just talked about our values, right? So ecological wisdom. And I tell this is one of the things I've been telling people throughout the campaign. Who better to help to protect your environment than someone from the Green Party? Like, this isn't something that we have to learn. We don't have to learn to be excited about helping with climate change and being involved with environmental issues. And ecological wisdom is one of our actual foundations and core values, talking about personal global responsibility, wanting people to understand why you are responsible, how you can be responsible for helping to keep the planet clean and future focus on sustainability, making sure that you leave a better planet for tomorrow than it was for you today, right? And so these are things that we are naturally going to be talking about. And you really hit something big when you said that the Greens don't accept corporate dollars, whereas a lot of these endorsement interviews that I had to go through, one of the first things that they were asking about was, you know, how much money have you raised? Yeah. And so they try to make it be all about the amount of dollars. And my my part of view is this. If the job that I'm doing has nothing to do with how much it, I'm not a fundraiser. So it should not matter how much money that I have raised. So that already lets you know that the focus isn't what it needs to be. It should be, well, what are you going to bring to the office? Like what is, what value are you going to add? And so for me, I have a voice that I don't think is represented right now on the board as it stands. And then, again, a lot of people are thinking that it's just about being able to, you know, being a plant operator. And, again, we're not actually MWRD workers. You're not electing us to work in the plant. You're electing us to, number one, be able to engage with the community. You're electing us to write policies and procedures that's going to help to protect the water environment. And so, again, I say, I think that it's a great thing to add a writer in the mix. If it's so, if, if the job is to write policies and procedures, and if I've proven not just on a national but also an international level that I can write, I'm a publisher, I'm an editor, so words and writing and research, this is what I have a foundation in. And so I definitely am hoping that your listeners, when you all go to the polls, that you will take a chance. Maybe you don't know a lot about the Green Party, but as I tell people about everything, do your research. Google Green Party and then Google Camille Jackson. I didn't just happen up on doing what I do. I've been a writer for over a decade, I've, and I'm not just in one area. Like, I've been dealing with people for a long time, and my track record proves it. 
Outstanding. I think that was a great closing speech. I want to talk to you after you, you're victorious on Tuesday. Again, to Neil Jackson, MWRD, Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. You're going to see her on the ballot in Cook County. And, uh, and I know you've got a lot of work because because of that money factor, your time is money. And it, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, that, that that's, it shouldn't be a component of why you're endorsable. You're endorsable because you're the right person for the job. So thank you so much, Neil. Thank you so much, Patty. And just really quickly, everybody already been endorsed by the independent voters of Illinois. So people who understand the value of voting has endorsed me. And so I don't want the people to feel that I hadn't had any endorsements. There are other agencies who are not just focused on money. And those who are not just focused on money has looked and seen the value that I bring to the table. So, yes, you guys go to the polls and vote, whether you do it now or on November 8th, punch 57. And if you still would like to give to our campaign, individual donors, or know more about our campaign, you can go to mwrdgreens.org. Outstanding. And if there's anything else you want to say, I'm not going to rush you off. I just don't want to take up too much of your time because I know how busy you are. No. Yeah, that was amazing. are fine, Patty. And I just, again, I appreciate individuals like yourself who have a platform because that's the other thing. Um, when you are a, if, when you are not a part of the mainstream uh, media, main, I'm sorry, mainstream like political party, um, then what happens, a lot of times people don't want to cover your story because they don't feel that it's newsworthy. So yeah. hats off to you. Thank you so much for saying, you know what? I don't care whether or not she's a part of a major party. I love of what she's doing, and there's a story to that. That's so right. Thank you so much for reaching out and asking me to come back on. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you so much. Go get him, Tanil. Thank you so much, Patty. Have a good one. You too. And don't forget that punch number 57, Tanil Jackson, MWRD. Have a good weekend. It's warm weather, so you're, you're in luck. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's take a break here. We'll take your call. 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. You can uh, call Lady B. will be on the other end of the line. Or you can text us. And uh, thank you to our friend Gary Semperfi, my friend. Thank you for these great pictures of your family and uh, the Halloween pumpkin. That is very cool. He's got the the, uh, Marine, the Eagle, Anchor, and Globe on a uh, pumpkin. That's awesome. And, uh, And his daughter's in great Halloween gear. So thank you for those photos. More after this on WCPT. We're driving it home, and I'm your host, Patty Vasquez, on the Heartland Signal. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine. And spirits back of the yards and Grand Western Liquors Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez in your communities in Chicago on WCPT 820. As we head into the home stretch, take your calls. We got Matt on the line. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind, my friend? Hello, Patty. How are you? <laughs> it's good to hear your voice. I'm well. I love this weather. I do. I really do. Yeah, no, I just, I, I love this weather. It's just, so great to walk outside and take another shower after I already took one. <laughs> but uh, I digress because, you know, this week uh, 
there, I think it was yesterday, that girl who, one of the girls who survived the Uvalde massacre, her police call to the, well, police was released. And she's sitting in there going, he's, and I'm telling everybody to stop making noise. I, guys, be quiet, be yeah. quiet, be quiet. He's going to hear us. And she's sitting there going, where are the cops? Where are the cops? Mm-hmm. And at that moment, they switched to uh, video footage of cops just standing out there, mm-hmm. waiting, doing nothing. And you have that one guy. I, I, I don't know if he was uh, a Border Patrol agent or if he was an officer with the Uvalde PD. But he said, this is taking too long. We should go in. And somebody stopped him from going in. Like, said, stop, no, don't go in. Yeah, a state, I think it's a state police officer. I have the photo of him putting his hands on the shoulder of the guy with the helmet on as the little girl yeah. was on the phone asking, where are the police? Where are where are they? Are they coming? And she's talking about how her teacher is shot. Uh, again, this is a 10-year-old little girl who was uh, on the phone with a dispatcher. And uh, and the cops were all outside in the hallway. And I guess say, thinking that it was barricaded, uh, didn't uh, think it was still an active shooter situation. All these different things, right? How, I mean, he, here's my question. Obviously, I wasn't there. I, you weren't there. We can't answer these questions. But if they're hearing gunshots, how do they not know that it's an active shooter situation? Right. You think one of the kids picked up the gun and started shooting randomly? Come on. Yeah. Every single one of those officers could either be demoted or fired, except for that guy who tried to go in there. They all screwed their jobs up, and those kids are dead because nobody decided to act. Yep. And, and I don't know if you heard more of that conversation about how uh, she said that her dad had taught her what to do uh, in case there was an active shooter situation. I, I did not. Yeah. But mm. thank you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. And no thank you to the you cops. That's why she's still alive. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, here she says, uh, I'm in classroom 112. The little girl tells the police dispatcher, please hurry. There's a lot of dead bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a lighter note, <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, how's that going? Is he doing well? He is. Uh, you know, there are moments where, OK, I haven't done an update on this because it's just been so hard. Uh, so Declan was discharged from the hospital, from uh, from the rehabilitation center on August 18th. But the day before we were discharged, thank you. Yeah. But the day before we were discharged, he stopped moving his left toes. In particular, his like big toe was swollen. And, you know. I I was a little bit concerned that they were discharging us before we knew what was happening there because it was a new development. And he did not have movement of his toes until a couple of days ago. So I'm I'm, I'm hopeful because of that. Uh, there's a few things that have been, there have been a lot of really unfortunate steps backwards. Uh, they think that he has the wrong equipment for helping him progress. So we kind of have to do a reset and there's a possibility he'll have to go back uh, for another stay in order because his legs are starting to... Uh, he lost a lot of the extension. He'd gone. He he was originally when he was admitted was his knees were at an angle of ninety five degrees and one hundred and fifteen degrees, like so past the point of uh, just a regular like sitting down uh, and locked up. And, and the calves were very hard, and those are have resolved. There, he's got the muscle tone. You know that's resolving. Um, but they were what they were doing was casting his legs uh, every Tuesday and Friday. You know, extending his leg, getting as much stretch as they could until they got him to a five degree. 
made about a 10 degree extension, but he's back now at about 35 and 55. And you can't, you know, imagine trying to walk with your legs locked up like that. And then it's affecting his upper body, his shoulders. Um, So we're doing the best that we can. Uh, We have to put braces on him every night and like hard ones and then uh, soft braces during the day. So it's a lot. It's, um, I'll tell you this, this kid is, uh, he's just very much like, oh, we're doing this now. Um, so he, like, he, you know, sometimes I think he's sad that he can't walk as like we, you know, I, he starts to walk down the block and then he just kind of looks at the end of the block and just kind of turns around and goes back home. Uh, but he has, he's made some, he's made some strides. We're just a lot of steps backwards. I just haven't had the, well, I haven't had the uh, stomach to try to update folks cause it's just really hard. No, I understand. Look, I appreciate you telling us that, but moreover, look, I'm not religious in any way, shape or form. But I do have faith in Declan. If he's as strong as you are, let me tell you, if you guys have never met Patty, she's plenty strong. (laughs) So he will be A-OK. We love you, Patty. We love Declan. And we thank you for being on here every single day, even on holidays, because everybody else is gone. And somehow you break into the studio and do a radio show for an hour. (laughs) Poor Lady B's like, are we back at this? On Thanksgiving, (laughs) on Boxing Day, all of these holidays <laughs> where everybody takes time off. You are there. I, I, I do love being here, and you're part of my family, too. So thank you so much. Love you, too, Matt. All right. Talk to you next week. That's oh. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Eduardo, what's on your mind, my friend? Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, everybody, don't forget to flip your clocks uh, yes. backwards here. Yes, Sunday. yes. Yeah. Thank you. Can you believe it? So I'll be voting on... Um, Tuesday, I like the paper ballots. I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> you can take your uh, your drill and just punch your bolter with a drill. Just wow, there you go. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend. I wouldn't recommend bringing a drill to the voting yeah. booth. But okay. Yeah, you know, just to avoid the uh, hanging chads. Sure, sure, sure. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> punch that right through. I, I get you. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody enjoy the nice weather, and yep. let's get out there and both, and we'll see what happens uh, next week. Excellent. Thank you so much, Eduardo. Have a okay, great have a weekend. Good weekend, everyone. Thank you. Enjoy. And uh, don't forget, in Illinois, the polling the polls open at 6 a.m. and will close at 7 p.m. We will be on the air until at least 9. I don't. I haven't heard more details. But I, maybe I, I, I'm so bad sometimes. I get, there's so many emails coming in. But I know we're lining up guests. I talked to Renato Mariotti. Uh, he will be joining us. It'll be me and Joan and uh, a cast of others uh, here on Tuesday with election results. Uh, and to Matt's point, uh, I'll be here until... Uh, they tell me I, I got to get out. Just get out. We can't. It's, it's enough, Patty. You're just you're, you can't even remember all the Supreme Court justices. It's you know what's sad is I remember all the ones that are doing horrible things. So apparently, if you're doing a good job, I don't. I need to. It has to go the other way too. All right, folks. Uh, I hope that you have a wonderful weekend, Lady B. As always, a delight to see you and work with you. Uh, the might the uh, oh, I'm actually early. If I sign off now, this is a this is a delicate point right here. Lady B's like, no, you can jump off. You can go ahead and jump off. Mike Crew is up next with the Devil's Advocates. I'm in Marengo tomorrow. I'm not sure where. I probably should find these things out. I want to thank everyone that came out to Zany's on Wednesday for Orly KG's uh, Bad Moms of Comedy show. It was incredible, and uh, I had a great time. Uh, I was uh, there's a photo of me on my uh, I'll put it on the Patty V Show page as well. Uh, but I have this sort of look on my face that like this crap again. And I think that's pretty much my permanent face now. I just, I don't know. I have to, I got to smile. Just smile. <laughs> All right, everyone. Take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.